All right, welcome everybody to another exciting modern day debate. I'm your moderator tonight, Justin. Tonight's topic is Islam true? We have Nadir and Mike debating tonight, and Nadir is going to open first. Nadir, the floor is all yours. Okay, thank you. So uh, welcome, Mike, uh, for participating in this debate. Uh, you know, because a, a lot of people would not be sitting in your position. And, uh, and, and so I, I really thank you and admire you for actually coming forward. And one of the reasons why is because of the science of the Quran. There has been many debates here on, on uh, modern day debate. And the science of the Quran has done just extensive damage to the atheists. So much to the point now they have all kind of, they're now very reluctant to debating this topic. And, and to be very honest, I'm like for, I don't even know who you are and maybe the audience may not know who you are, but I want to first, you know, start off by talking about what's, what's, what's going on over here. I mean, what Mike is doing, he's doing a noble job that he's filling a void. He's filling a void left behind by the retreating uh, atheist and Christian apologists here on modern day debate who are running away from the science of the Quran, which has done a lot of damage to their career. And so, you know, I'm always in email with James. He's always trying to find somebody to debate me on this. And now they are, you know, uh, there is nobody. And I, and people ask me, you know, what do you do? You know, uh, is there going to be any more debates on science? I tell them, no, I just, you know, I just sit here by my lonesome. You know, that's what I was telling Justin, you know, I said, and that's a very, very good place to be because that shows that there's legitimacy to your arguments and my opponents, they see that stuff makes a lot of sense. And so before I begin, I just wanted I just want to open up with I want to talk to you about, you know, my last debate with Matthew Dillahante. I'll give you an example. You know, I say these people have all been destroyed by the science of chronic. I want to give you real evidence so that, you know, uh, you can verify these facts. You know, in that last debate, you know, he uh in the in the in the question and answer time at at 101.47 of that debate his own followers said, I have an explanation for this Quran. This book is magic. His own followers, he was just the only, not, he wasn't the only one. Others in them were saying, look, they were convinced this book is a scientific miracle. So, yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest evidences is, is can I say today, right here in front of everybody, that this Quran is unchallengeable. Can I say that now? The science of the Quran is unchallengeable. Well, I believe I can now. I've, you know, let me call them out by name from Aaron Raw, Matthew Dillahante, uh, and and others than them, like David Wood. They are not able to challenge this Quran. And now, thank God, Mike has come forward, you know, and uh, and I and he's just filling that void left behind. And and so let it be clear here on modern day debate, the Quran is moving into an unchallengeable position. The scientific miracles, these guys know they're not going to beat the case. All these people here on Modern Day Debate. So without further ado, let's talk about this great scientific miracle, which, which they are running away from. And what makes Islam true? You know, Mike, he's a Christian. What makes Islam true is one of the miracles is, is that it actually corrects the scientific errors of the Bible. It gives a scientifically superior answer. And I don't want you to get too wrapped up of why the Bible contradicts science. Or, 
what I want you to focus on is who's giving the better answer. Is it the New Testament or is it Prophet Muhammad? So let's take a look at that. So, so that's where the scientific miracle is. Look, if Jesus is God, if, if he is truly God and he's the one we should be following, the New Testament, then Mike is going to have to explain how do you explain Muhammad giving scientifically superior answers than, than the very God himself? That doesn't make sense. You see, both of them, they talked about mustard seed, alcohol. Uh, they had how to deal with the epileptic. Um, they talked about uh, washing hands. And that can't be a coincidence. They also talked about, um, you know, meat consumption. And if you look at it, you'll see Muhammad gives superior answers on all of that based from a scientific perspective. So let me go ahead and share my desktop here real quick, just to give you a uh, couple of examples. I don't know if I'll be able to go through all of them, but really one should be good enough, right? One should be good enough in that you can't beat God. You cannot beat God at his own game. So is Islam true based on this evidence, which I'm about to show you? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at this. So uh, let's take a look at, we'll just do one very quickly here. Let's do washing hands. Both Jesus and Muhammad spoke about washing hands. Now, of course, we believe in Jesus, but the New Testament version of Jesus has a lot of problems with it, as we are going to see. Science Today tells us, as you can see in front of my screen here, uh, just hit pause on, the, on, your, on your YouTube video if you need my references, but I'm quoting from the CDC, wash your hands before eating, no big surprise there. We should know that. However, when we look inside the Bible, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 through 20, the, uh, the disciples were not washing their hands before they're eating. And so they're like, well, you guys should wash your hands. So Jesus became angry with them. And he said, Jesus defended the action of not washing hands before eating, citing that a man should not follow traditions and rituals and ignore what God says. So now there's many different wacky, quacky interpretations which Christians try to cover this up with. We don't care. The issue here is not whether the Bible contradicts itself again. It Does Muhammad come up with anything better? That's the question here. So, see, the thing is, there is no good explanation from a scientific point of view of why you telling people, discouraging them that you should not wash their hands or criticizing it in any way. Because if you knew the scientific uh, basis, I mean, the importance of it, you know, you're you're keeping away disease. You know, you, they worked in the farms back then, so they had a lot of feces, mud, stuff like that in their hands. You don't want that. You need to wash your hands before you eat. So there is, even if you think they're doing it for religious reasons, still, there's no good reason to condemn that. Now let's look at what Prophet Muhammad said. In the following hadith over here, it says, and it says, it's narrated from Aisha that the messenger of Allah wanted to sleep while he was in Janub. He would perform wudu, and if he wanted to eat, he would, what? Wash his hands. So what's very interesting here, if you are a, Mike, if you are a true believer in Jesus, then defend him. Muhammad is doing what? Washing his hand as a ritual, the very thing which supposedly Jesus was, angered him. So he's going out of his way to allegedly anger Jesus. So you should rebuke Muhammad. Say, how dare you? How dare you tell people to wash their hands before they eat? But science also tells us that, yeah, wash your hands is good, but also from the following research document, National Library of Medicine, you should clip your nails. Did Muhammad say that? 
And here we go. It says to Muhammad said that, of course, to shave your pubic hair and to clip the nails and cut the mustache. Word for word agreement with modern science. So the issue here, I don't care about the Bible contradicting science. That's not the issue here. The question is, did Muhammad come with a better answers to these questions about washing hands than Jesus from a scientific perspective? And I think the the it's un, it's it's unmistakable. Yes, of course they did. Muhammad absolutely did. Now, let's get to more serious issues. One of the problems is both Muhammad and Jesus, they were approached by a kid suffering from epilepsy. In the New Testament, it says over here, the, the person, inside Mark chapter 9, it lists a symptom that he gritted his teeth, foamed at the mouth, and started having seizures. And uh, But the New Testament claimed this guy was demon-possessed. Now, those symptoms are the same symptoms of an epileptic. So the Christian response here is, no, no, that boy wasn't epileptic. He was demon-possessed. Well, here's a problem. If you're going to claim, okay, a demon-possessed person and, a, and, a, and an epileptic or person has seizures, they have the same symptoms, how, how do you tell them apart? And there indeed lies a problem. You can't. So as a result of this, the way Jesus handled this, now epileptics are targeted for persecution because, you know what? they really do look like demon-possessed people. And let's look at some research studies which corroborate that. Here from, uh, from the new two neuroscientists, Carl Otenakin, Mia Tuft, they are both neurologists. In their research paper, they made it clear, Christianization reinforced the belief in healing by religious rituals. The New Testament described how Jesus healed a boy suffering from lunacy. So notice from the research paper, they're blaming the New Testament. Now, the question is, does Muhammad come with something better than this? And the answer is absolutely. And I'll show you that in just a second. But the second research paper here is from International League Against Epilepsy. It made it very clear. The passage in St. Mark's Gospel accurately describes tonic-clonic seizures, but concludes that the child contains a spirit of dumbness. In the Christian world, this biblical story led to the belief shared by many Greeks and Latin priests that epileptics were demonic. Now, let's go to Muhammad and see if he makes the same kind of mistakes. Let's see if he does, uh, how he handles the situation. So uh, going from the following hadith, which I'm pulling up in just a second here, an epileptic child or someone suffering from seizures came to Muhammad and notice what Muhammad says. If I soon pull it up over here, he says, I will pray for him. But what's very important here is guess what he leaves out. Here's the hadith right here. I'm sorry, right in front of us here. He doesn't accuse a kid of being demon-possessed. He says, I'll pray for him. And don't think that this didn't have a huge impact. It did. From the following journal, which I'll show you here, you will see that now this has caused confusion with ignorant Muslims who have been uh, influenced by this, uh, by this, uh, you know, like this mythology that epileptics have are demon-possessed. They're like, oh my God, how do you explain Muhammad never accused that boy of being demon-possessed? So the scholar says, <laughs> well, I'm sure he probably meant that. But here's my point of this. The teachings of Muhammad causes ignorant people to rethink their ignorant views that people who have seizures are demon-possessed, as we can see from the following uh, article over here. But the, the New Testament actually causes them to be stigmatized. Who gave the scientifically superior answer here? Well, I, I think it's very clear. 
on epilepsy, once again, Muhammad wins. He gives much better answers there. So now the question here is, which I want to leave everybody, I don't know, how much time do I have, uh, Justin? Okay. Is he doing this on purpose? Does Muhammad really know that these are mistakes and he's just correcting? And I only gave two examples. Unfortunately, my time is up. I have over seven. But I'll go ahead and turn it over to uh, Mike. All right. Thank Hello? you for that opener there, Nadir. Um, yeah, Mike, so it's your turn for your opening statement. The floor is all yours. Yeah, I want to thank everyone for coming and you having me and my opposition being here and being gracious to me. And I want to thank him for that and his words. Now, where to begin? Uh, he went on about, you know, the Bible contradicts itself. Um, I got to prove that Jesus is God, even though that is not the topic of this debate. He went on about how Muhammad is more superior than Jesus. This is irrelevant to the debate, really. I mean, well, whatever, but he wants to brag about science, but but you have to assume the uniform nature, the laws of logic. How can you account for them? How does Allah justify these laws of logic? That's my basic question to you: is how do you justify? How do you know what you know? What is true knowledge? What justifies true knowledge? And just from a couple of examples we see here in the Quran, I could give about you know in Sarah four one five. Sarah 157, the Quran says that, that the historical person, Jesus of Nazareth, I'm not talking about his divinity, I'm not talking about him being God, but the historical person of Jesus of Nazareth did live as a human being, and I'm sure he would confirm that. History also confirms that he was crucified on a cross. Now that puts, a, that, that puts him in a, a pinch point, because if he denies that Jesus was crucifying the cross, then ultimately Allah is responsible for creating Christianity. And he went to brag about science, and like I said, you got justified the laws of logic, and to me, everything and a lot of things in the Quran just totally invalidate the laws of logic. Science can only be, you have to presuppose the laws of logic to do science. But if your own book violates those laws of logic it makes it invalid then and i got a couple examples um allah in the quran fifty-one forty-nine, all things were created in pairs i mean you want to talk about the quran being scientific everything was created in pairs we know that's not true i mean you got bacteria various plants fungi they're a sexual reproduction so i mean how accurate really is this book and if the book is accurate, just because a few parts of the book is accurate, doesn't mean you can apply it to all that book and say, huh, the Quran is accurate on every scientific issue that there is. So, and the next problem you got is how do you connect the book to Allah? Did man write that book? Questions I'd like to know. And yeah, as far as going back to Christ's, uh, death on the cross an atheist professor of early christianity gerd lubin says that jesus death as a consequence of the crucifixion is indisputable in the resurrection of christ 
Historical Inquiry, 2004, page 50. And that's from an atheist, that's from an atheist professor, not, not a Bible-believing one. And that's pretty much, I'm done. I'm ready for open discussion. All right, thank you very much, Mike. So, uh, real quick, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight on uh, Modern Day Debate. The topic, Is Islam True?, uh, let's get everyone hitting that like button for us real quick. And don't forget to subscribe as well. Okay, Modern Day Debate hitting 172,000 subscribers recently. 2024 is coming up MDD all day. Um, gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and start um, the open discussion, which will last approximately 50 minutes. And then we'll get into the super chats. So if anyone has any questions for our debaters, keep the questions respectful. Um, super chat away, and we will read them, uh, well, in approximately 50 minutes' time. Uh, the floor is all yours, gentlemen. Okay, thank you. So one of the uh, miracles of the Quran is that it is 100% scientifically accurate, so much to the point that, as I said, all those atheist uh, and, and Christian debaters here on Modern Day Debate, they are they have all fled away from challenging that. So can I say Quran is unchallengeable? Yes. Now you said something about pairs. I didn't really get it. Could you kind of repeat what you're saying, Mike? So and then I'll, and then I'll answer you. Well, what what's yeah, the uh, issue that's contradicting science? Well, it says they were created in pairs. In pairs. Okay. Yeah. Every, everything. Every, everything. Because well, we know it's not true. Because if you create in pairs, male and female, or mm -hmm. what, what have you, I mean. Couldn't God create a singular bacteria that could multiply? Yeah. So if the Quran said everything was created as male and female, then that would be an issue. But that's not what the Quran says, right? You could pair up anything you want with anything. Like I'm going to pair you up with uh, my other opponent I debated. So there's no issue of contradiction of science over there. So it's very important that you stay you know, pay attention to what the text here. And can you confirm for me that the verse which you're quoting, which is actually Surah 51, verse 49, it does not say male and female. It said everything is created in pairs. He's pairing up something with something else. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, well how, how can you prove everything was created in pairs? How can you prove that? Verify. I just how did. Can you verify? Any, anybody. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You're, using, you're using the Quran to verify the Quran now. How do you prove that everything was created in pairs? You can pair up anything you want with anything. Like, for example, I'm going to pair up uh, Fred with Janet. You can pair anything you want. But again, now, look, Mike, if you want to show there's an issue between science and the Quran, I'm ready for that discussion. But what's now happening here is you're saying, I want to show that there's an issue with Quran and my understanding. I don't understand how things can be paired up. We can have that discussion, but let's put it off to the side. I'm here to discuss science. Now, you made the claim the Quran was contradicting some scientific fact. I don't I haven't seen that yet. So let's move on to the issue of the issue of epilepsy. You do understand that the gospel is responsible for the stigmatization of epileptics because they claim they both have the same symptoms, right? Um, I'm not moving on from my further issue. How can you prove that Allah created everything in pairs? How, how can you prove that without using the Quran? Because that's circular reasoning. 
I don't How want to prove it because it doesn't it, it doesn't mean anything. Oh. There's uh, the so issue here. Nobody, nobody cares if Allah created everything in pairs and you don't understand it. I don't care about your personal understanding. The issue here so, is with science. Okay. So now okay. you claim so you that science is claiming everything was not you cannot create everything in pairs. That's what I want to see, which you don't have so, that reference. So okay, you, so you, you can just assert stuff and it's true. Is that how this works? You can just make assertions? Well, Allah, okay. the Quran is not from. How do we know that the, the Quran okay. is from Allah himself? How do we know that? Because it that? corrects the scientific mistakes of the Bible, if you would but listen. Okay. But we're not arguing for we're not arguing for the Bible. I want no, to no, know. No, no, no. I'm how? saying, how could a man in the in the desert, six, you know, the year like seventh century, how would he be able to know that there are scientific problems in that Bible and come up with better solutions? Only a true prophet of God has that kind of ability. Now, I only gave you two examples. I'll give you more, but uh, I didn't hear any pushback on the issue where Muhammad gave better answers on the issue of epilepsy. Now. Before we continue, I just want to share my desktop here, and I want you to accept the scientific research on this topic and say, yes, the Gospels actually do cause epileptics to be stigmatized based on this research I've given you, too. This is the one by Dr. Carl Otenaken, Mia Tuft, also the, and uh, this is the research article over here. Christianizations reinforce the belief in the healing of rituals. Of religious rituals. Why? Because they're thinking they're they're demon possessed. And I gave also gave you the other one. First of all, you should accept what science is saying about the Bible. Now, the issue here is not if the Bible contradicts science. Well, the question well, now: well, Does well, Muhammad well, well, come well, with a better answer? That's the question. There you go. Why do we? Is is the Bible in this debate tonight? I mean, are yes. we debating Christianity versus Islam? Oh yeah. Like for example, in my when I was debating atheists, I actually brought up a biblical. Uh, a biblical passage with the atheist but, and hold on let me you, answer your question you, because from an atheist perspective it's just a book think of the bible as just book a and the quran is book b how does how does book b know the errors in book a how would he know that so that's what does, so don't, just just think of it as book a and book b does the does the quran reference the bible as an earlier revelation yes well it, it does reference it as scripture but i don't want you to run away from my point Let's no, finish you, you epilepsy, brought, and wait, then wait, we wait, can wait. move on to yours. Okay? No, 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 no. You okay. brought up the Bible. So I'm asking you, does the Quran confirm the Bible? That you is want a, to bring the Bible up, so here we go. Okay, we okay look, look, we're not going to jump to that topic. Let's finish epilepsy. I feel like you want to uh, kind of run away from that. And as I no, told you in the beginning, people are going to run away from the science of the Quran because it's indisputable. It's, you know, and I think my point is made, the way Muhammad handled the epileptic was spot on. And the reason why is because he refused to accuse that boy of being demon-possessed or having evil spirits in him. And now we can see, we I gave you the example where these Arab, ignorant Arab people were, were thinking, how is it that Muhammad could not uh, uh, call that kid out to, to be demon-possessed? So Islam actually works to dismiss these type of uh, stigmatizations and, and myth and myth, but the Bible fully causes people to 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 see, have these type see, of stigmatization. There you Would go, you like to? There you go again. Yeah. There you go again. You keep bringing the Bible up. We're not debating the Bible tonight. Now, mm -hmm. does that's the fine. Don't no need to defend the Bible. 
what I will, you are a Christian, right? Mike, you are a Christian. Then you should look and see, oh, wow, Muhammad gave a better answer on epilepsy. So, okay, you don't have any pushback on that. Let's move on to the next point. Uh, Unless you do, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, no, he didn't give a better answer. Well, I'm still waiting for you to prove how Allah could create pairs and prove it, verify it with evidence and tie it back to Allah. You haven't done that yet. Or you didn't want to say Muhammad. Why should I do that? Why should then I do that? Arbitrary. Then you're being arbitrary. That's like saying Jesus is God and the Trinity exists and that's just how it is. And therefore, the Bible says it, therefore it's true. Well, I no, mean, people, from, now the it's, thing is... It's circular reasoning. Okay, we're done on. with the pairs. We're not going to return back to pairs because from right, a scientific... Right. We're from a right, scientific... You, okay, you, you said, you this, said was, this was a scientific issue. Look, look. There, so if so long justify. As, okay. It is a scientific issue. I'm asking okay. you. How do you know that Allah created everything in pairs? You just keep okay. avoiding this. Okay, here's how, how I know. know. How do you know? How do you know Allah created anything? Okay, so so long as we understand that what that what the verse actually says, it it does it's not talking about male and female. Rather, it's talking about pairs. So that's Correct. a very big difference. Now you could pair up anything. You've got black and white. You can pair that up. You could pair up good and evil. You can, in fact, in fact, if you read the uh, the commentaries, they actually talked about this. That you could talk, you know, there, there, there's the yin and yang. That's another pair. So you could choose. You could, in your mind, choose to pair up anything with anything. So is it hypothetically possible these things are true? Yes. But the issue here, from a scientific point of view, that's perfectly fine. You could pair whatever you want with anything in your mind. So, so long as we understand this is not an issue with science, this is just an issue with Mike, then I'm okay with that. Again, like I said, we could pick this up later, and then I can handhold you through the pairing or whatever. But the issue no, here, no, it's yeah. No, the, it, the, issue is how, the issue is whether the statement is true or not. The issue is how do you justify that? Okay. That, that came from Allah. So, how do you justify that? Yeah, here's how we justify it. So if you just look at the one verse by itself, or any verse for that sec- for that matter, you there you might find yourself in a position where, okay, well, I can't prove or disprove it. But because there are scientifically correct statements in the Quran, and we can conclude that there's so many scientifically correct statements in this book, a human being could not have written that book. Only a greater power could have written that book. So now we know this book is coming from God, and therefore we can trust whatever else it says in it. That's how we know. That's the logical flow. So pretty much if the Quran says it's true, it's true. No, that's not what I said. I can't believe you. This is all you understood from what I said. Mike, you know, let me walk you through the process again. The process is... You still never told me how this is a revelation from Allah. I mean, I just, I, because I'm, we, too, we, 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 okay. we, can, we can move on from this, but whatever. I mean, you okay. So the Allah. evidence, which I am presenting to you, you got two books, book A and book B. Just don't even worry about the title Bible. Book B, which is a Quran, is correcting the mistakes of book A. That's a powerful evidence. Wait, wait, okay. what's, what's book A? What's book A? Book A is the Bible. Okay, does the Quran verify the Bible? Well, let's talk. When you say verify, what what exactly do you mean by that? Doesn't what does Allah say about the Bible as far as the, the Torah and the prophet and the prophets? What does He yes. say about them? 
Okay, well, we'll, well, I'll answer that, but I do want to get to the scientific evidence to substantiate my points here, okay, Mike? I don't want you to well, run away from the studies which I've produced on epilepsy, but I'll answer you. I'm, then we're going to go right back to where the evidence I've produced for you, okay? So the answer is the Quran claims, makes a claim that, yes, there is God's word in the Bible, and there's also the words of man, but not everything is there. It's correct. There is mistakes and errors in the Bible as well. So that's what I'm actually uh, pointing out to okay, you. I, okay, when you say as well, what do you mean by that? Well, there's also mistakes in the Bible, yes. That's what I mean. As well, but you said there's mistakes in the Bible, then you said you referenced it like there could be mistakes in another book. I'm sorry, what's that? I, must, I misunderstood you. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to the epilepsy thing. Now, I want a, a clear confirmation from you that you do understand based on the scientific studies which I have pointed out to you, the New Testament is responsible. In fact, I want you to acknowledge this, that I acknowledge Mark 9 is a danger to epileptics because it makes them look like demon-possessed people, leading to their stigmatization in society. When, when Can you accept that? You're, when you're saying people who have seizures look like the demonic people? Well, yeah, they do, based on the New Testament, because they claim they have really? the same symptoms. Really? Yeah. I've got two studies right. to show that. So I got friends. I, I got friends here in hometown that have you know seizures, but they don't look demonic to me. That's because you may Why? not understand what Mark nine is saying. Mark nine says that if they foam at the mouth, they shake, they uh, gnash their teeth. These are people who are demon possessed people. Now the thing is, people who suffer from seizures have those same symptoms, and that's exactly what the two neuroscientists are saying that. It is the Christianization which reinforced the belief in healing by religious rituals. The New Testament, it, the scientific study clearly points at the New Testament by name, too, I can present to you, that it is causing the stigmatization. Now, does Muhammad provide a better explanation? And he absolutely does. If you look at the hadith, which you are seeing on your screen right now, all Muhammad said to the guy who was epileptic or who was having seizures, he says, I will pray for you. So what I want you to see now, and I want you to push back on this, I am making the, the argument I'm presenting in front of you. Muhammad gave a scientifically superior answer on the issue of how to deal with people who have seizures or epileptics. Do you have any pushback on that? On he gave, I mean, do I think that he's correct on what he said? I need you to seriously understand what's being told to you from the research. Papers. I am. I am. Yeah. Okay, I am. Let me go walk through I, this. Yeah. I am understanding. But can I you mean, see how Muhammad gave a better answer? Then who? Then uh, reportedly Jesus, Mark nine of the Bible. Now, of course, we believe in Jesus, but we just believe don't believe that Mark nine are his words. But if you compare Mark nine, which has all kinds of problems with it, based from a scientific perspective, you compare it to Muhammad's answer. One clearly gave the better answer here. Well, that's, I mean, that's your opinion that Mark 9 has errors. And I mean, that's your opinion. And I'm not, No, I, I like presented I, to you two studies. This is not my opinion. I will present to you it again for the fourth time right in front of your face. I I'm not here to... Okay, I'm not, you said I'm this not, was my I'm opinion. Not, okay, well, this I'm is not, not my opinion. Listen, listen, I'm here to argue if Islam is true. I'm but not you, here to argue Mark 9, okay? okay. You well, you need to... You you can't even prove that the Quran is inspired. Okay. So to answer my question, you don't have an answer for how Muhammad gave a better answer on epilepsy. Let's move on to the next point.
Now, so, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do is take you take the burden of proof off of you and throw it on me. Okay, that's not how this works. You have a proof to prove that Islam's true, and I have a I have a job to prove Islam's false. I can prove how Islam is true, however, whatever way I want to. And if it's based on science, and if you compare the teachings of the Bible and the Quran, that's perfectly fine. Now, what's that's interesting, not- what I think, I think we need to move on to the next point, because I don't believe you're going to be able to argue that Muhammad didn't give a better answer on these things. So let's look at washing hands. Now, you, I'm sure you're familiar with the passage where Jesus criticized people for washing their hands. Okay, science here, says, here. I'm going to put it right in front of you. Science says, wash, this is from the CDC, wash your hands before eating. Jesus, when people were not washing their hands, and people were telling him, hey, you should go wash your hands, he got all angry at that advice. That's certainly not that good. Uh, let's see what Muhammad said. Muhammad gave word-for-word agreement with modern science. The CDC article I just posted, look what it says over here. It's you're misinterpreting. You're, you're misinterpreting what Jesus said. Okay, well, let's, let's was, finish. Okay, it, it was it, it was more of a spiritual understanding of the right. Pharisees being incorrupt from the inside. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole passage was. About. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay right. with that. See, I'm not misinterpreting. He he condemned it based on ritualization, right, Mike? No, because of sin in their hearts. Okay, sin in their hearts ritualization okay and he right, said right. yeah yeah okay that's fine and, and, but there from a scientific perspective that shows poor judgment because the the good of washing your hands by preventing diseases outweighs any kind of religious convictions you might have so, okay, so, from, a, so from a scientific perspective that shows poor judgment on the point of jesus even though he had a problem with it from a religious perspective, he should have still let it go because that's very important to do. But the issue okay. here is not if the Bible's wrong. So, issue, so it's let's, more let's, it's more yeah. important to have clean hands and not have a sinful heart. Is no, it's more saying? important to wash your hands before you eat. So, if you have a sinful heart, then it's, it's perfectly fine to go out and murder people or do what you want as long as your hands are clean. That's what you're if saying. you don't, no, no, no. If you wash your hands, it's not going to cause you to murder people. Oh no, no, that's not what I'm claiming. I said, okay. what is what, what is more important in God's eyes, your heart being right or your hands being clean? What's what's more logical towards God? Your hands being clean, because you so don't understand also, the science behind it. Let me explain to you the science. Do you Look, understand the nature of God? That hold on, Mike. Mike, let me let me let me finish my point. You see. This is my point. God can't be this dumb. Where because there was a there was something called child child bedside fever. This was a disease or this was an illness caused by doctors who did not wash their hands when they delivered a baby and thus the child would die. So is that important for God not to have these children die needlessly? Yes. It's more important than anything else in the world. Okay. Lord, so this shows you, poor judgment. But the issue here you, is yeah, so so poor judgment. For yeah. judgment, you know, yeah. humanity humanity has a problem called sin. It has a and problem called kill. child bedside fever. It has a problem okay, called feces under your it, fingernails. It's, it, it, it's going to kill all of us. Yeah. And according yeah. according to your and my Torah, Leviticus 17, 11, yeah. God requires a blood sacrifice. So to mm-hmm. me, it's much more dangerous to have sin in your heart 
than dirty hands. Okay, let's you, agree. Let's see. See, Mike, you I'll agree with you on this point that look, you are looking at it from a religious point of view because you're so religious. But I'm looking at it from a scientific perspective. And my argument is from a scientific perspective, Islam gives uh, superior answers. But of course, from the religious perspective, which you're coming from because you're so religious, Mike, uh, then yes, we can agree that maybe Jesus gave a better answer by telling people not to wash their hands. Okay. So, but uh, let's so get back was, from science. Well, now well, I'm gonna, talk, let me just, let talk, me just read what Muhammad said. And then and it says. Hold on, Mike. Let me just read what Muhammad said here. You you it's, want to bash the Bible, and all you want to do is talk about you know clean our dirty hands. Let's talk about the cross. Okay, hold on a second. Let me just finish my point, Mike, and then we can talk about the Quran here. Okay, so it says over here, and it was narrated by Aisha uh, that the Messenger of Allah wanted to sleep while he was in Janub. He performed wudu, and if he wanted to eat, he would wash his hands. Now, if you are a true, now here here is a study. And he would also tell people to clip his nails, which is, again, scientifically correct. Now, here's a challenge I have for you. If you are a true believer in Jesus, Mike, you should rebuke Muhammad for telling people to wash their hands. Why? Because that's what pissed off Jesus in, in, that, in, in the Gospels, right? According to you. So you should now say, Muhammad told wait, people wait, to wait, wash wait, your hands before on, they on, eat. On, stop, on, you should stop. condemn him. On, on. What did you say that back up a little bit? Look, that? yeah, let's go back to the passage in the Bible. Jesus got really pissed off, according to the Bible, for people uh, washing their hands. So basically, whoa, look whoa, at the whoa, passage no, here. No, no, that was yeah. not why Jesus got mad. He got okay. Mad no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He let's got, read the passage. He got, mad. he got mad because they were hypocrites. Okay, there were town people that ritual, but inside they were full of sin. Okay, yeah, that, that's what Jesus said. Okay, so, I understand where you're coming from too. Yeah, wash your hands is important if you're a doctor and you know you're doing stuff right now. Of course, that's important. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. You see, but, here let's let's talk fact. I'm sure you have your interpretation. The fact here is, this raises a very serious concern in the eyes of other people who are not Christian, Mike. Okay, that the person doesn't know the health benefits. Do you know the good of washing your hands? Uh, so this raises raises huge doubts in in the story here from our perspective. Now, of course, you're a Christian. You can have your hardcore religious interpretation to smooth things over. But what I want a, you to see, listen, if you are a true Christian yeah. and you are a true believer in Jesus, then you should condemn Muhammad for telling people to wash their hands as a ritual, religiously, the, the, exactly the like what the, was condemned in the New the, Testament. The, the topic is, is Islam true? Not is is Jesus true? And I've just proved it. Islam is true. If you don't condemn this, then that means you have con you have conceded that Muhammad gave the right answer, and you cannot defend, uh, you know the the words of Jesus. And so you're conceding to the debate, and the debate will be won. I'm if no, you I'm don't. Not. The, yeah, I'm not here to defend the Bible. I already told you that from the onset. So each time, no, no, you okay, no, no, don't defend the Bible. No, don't defend the Bible. We each, don't. What I want each, to do, okay, I want each you to time, each time. You appeal to this. Yeah. It's ill. It's it's no, no. arbitrary. Don't don't defend yes, the Bible. Yes, it is. It's very, Mike. Mike. It's arbitrary. Mike. Don't defend the Bible. So, Nadir, just I, I'm just yeah. going to interject here, uh, real quick, for both gentlemen, actually. Um, all right. So I've allowed um, quite a bit of crossover um, between the Islam Bible stuff because I I do understand um, that Jesus and the Bible are mentioned in the Quran, 
So not totally against that. Uh, however, I do want to allow Mike an opportunity to ask a question sure. and see if Nadir can answer that question. But Mike, mm -hmm. um, if you've got a different question, he's already attempted the, the last question, your first question uh, multiple times. So if you've got another question, uh, maybe we can well, shift gears they, and, sure. and try something else. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I can shift gear, but I just want to know for the record, you, you, you can't prove that. But anyways, the next question. Was Allah responsible for creating Christianity? No, he wasn't. Well, what, can you read the verse out loud about Jesus not being crucified? Yeah, that's inside chapter 4, verse 157. Uh, let me pull that up for you. So it says that they did not kill him, nor did they crucify him. But it was made to appear to them to be so. Okay, so that's what the text actually said here. Now, nobody told them, nobody, oh, that's not the Quran. <laughs> nobody told them to go and make a religion off of this. That was the person who is responsible for creating Christianity is Paul. Then Paul okay, and other okay, people okay, took well, the story right there, okay. and ran with it. Yeah. Let's stop, right, let's stop right there now. What year was that in? Around, what, 30, 33 AD? Oops. Yeah, Roughly, right? Yeah, yeah. And and what year did Allah reveal that verse? It's like seventh century, like six thirty so you're something. Talking, yeah, so like five, six odd hundred years, right? Like about six hundred years later, yeah. Right. Well, um, the four gospels clearly indicate that Jesus was now the cross. You had Josephus who testified, and then you got you know. I can give you scholarly references and not just, they're not Bible ones. I mean, they're all, I quote one atheist already. Yeah. But he the says, moderator, I mean, the moderator was mentioning you were supposed to ask questions about Islam. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm okay I, with it. I can answer you, but I don't know if I'm, if we're, if it's, I did, okay well, it. well, that's I, the question is, was he yeah. crucified? No, no, was no. he it was, crucified? We don't well, have, your, yeah, we don't, we don't have any problems with if there's any kind of historical evidence for the crucifixion, because what we as Muslims believe is that somebody who was put, who was given the appearance of uh, of Jesus, was actually crucified and nailed to the cross. So somebody was crucified. We do accept that, but we just don't believe that was Jesus. So this was a supernatural, miraculous event which took place. So if you want to show me some historical evidence about Jesus being crucified, we're like, okay, yeah, sure. Wait, 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 wait. Jesus mm -hmm. being crucified was supernatural. I mean, didn't no, the Romans no, no, no. Didn't, I'm sorry, Mike. That, you didn't well, write the person. Yeah, yeah I did. That, that's what you said. That's what no, you said. There's a supernatural event. The person who was made to appear like him that was put on the cross that was a supernatural event. So that, right. yeah, but it wasn't Jesus well, on the cross. Well, I don't accept that. You know, I mean that that fact. You, your book asserts that he was not crucified. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, the four gospels, scholarly references. That says that, in fact, it's a fact of history. He was crucified. It's not a fact of you history. The from our point of from our from our perspective, we're okay with that because we do believe somebody was crucified. We do believe that that person was given the resemblance of Jesus. So, if you see some historical reference saying, "Oh, hey, you know, Jesus was crucified," we're actually okay with that. We don't have an issue with that. That doesn't contradict our book. And what it teaches. Well, I think you just need to familiarize yourself well, with what our scriptures actually well, teach. Well, so, so what you're saying to me is, if Jesus was crucified, that doesn't correct, that doesn't contradict the Quran. I mean, didn't you just read me a verse where it said it did? 
No, no. What we believe, so what, what we as Muslims believe, okay, and, we're, and we need to move on to the next point. We as Muslims believe No, 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 no. that we're going to move on to the next you point. just Okay, no, I'm going to no, explain no. this. You, you, allow, you Mike, just allow told... Nadir to answer the, the question, and then, then we'll see yeah. um, what happens regarding Yeah, the as I told you, we believe that Jesus was not crucified on the cross. Rather, somebody else was put on the cross who bore his resemblance. So if people believe, so if you find some historical record saying, oh, look, Jesus was crucified, that's kind of okay with us because we do believe that somebody was on the cross who resembled him. And so that's our explanation for the alleged crucifixion. Okay. And uh, do you have any verification, evidence to back as well? Well, or are you just starting because the Quran said so? No, no, there is, there is evidence. There is evidence on that, historical evidence, but the evidence I have came, came tonight with is the scientific evidence. The fact that, you know, the right. Quran and... corrects... See, the point here is the, the fact that the Quran corrects the is mistakes of the Bible, or, or, or we could say provides scientifically superior answer that has won the recognition of the scientific community, that evidence outweighs any kind of historical evidence, okay? And the fact that it alleviates the misery and suffering caused to epileptic people by, by removing the stigmatization off of them, that alone is the evidence I present to you, Mike, that Muhammad is a true prophet, which you were not able to refute tonight. Um, like I said, like... I told you what I was going to the, to the debate. I told you what I was going to, to the debate. That and argument. You can't, okay. okay you, you can't, just just yeah. because parts of the Quran are true, you can't contribute that to, therefore, the whole book is true, and therefore, mm -hmm. we know Allah gave it to Muhammad. Well, okay, He's, so that, that that's a fair point. I mean, at least you are now conceding to to the truth here that we can look at the Quran and we can look at Islam and say, okay, there are some things which could very well be true. Like his response on epilepsy, that is truth. His response on washing hands, these are true portions of, of Muhammad's message. So how could, does that automatically make him a true prophet just on these two corrections? Well, probably not, not at this point, but the problem is I, I stopped at two. I have over seven. So if I were to show you more examples, then what that means is that Muhammad is doing this on purpose, meaning he knows or he knows what the mistakes are of that book or what the problematic issues are of the Bible, and he's giving better answers. Only a man of God can do that. So I, I, I stopped at two, but I can keep going, and then it will answer that question. I highly disagree. I don't think the Quran explains anything. And more than the, than the Bible does. A bit, that's another debate. That's another topic. But maybe my general question is, I haven't had one good answer yet from, from any of mine. Because you are looking at it from your own perspective, from a religious perspective, but I'm looking at it from a scientific perspective. And if you look at it, Mike, from a scientific perspective and put aside your religious views and look at the objective data, then you will begin to see my arguments and, and see why... And the the ear the well we can now say the unchallengeable evidence here on modern day debate, which it proves Muhammad is a true prophet. Now I gave you two examples. I, I could give you more, which can then uh, uh, further solidify that case that Muhammad is a true prophet. 
For example, did you know Mohammed gave the cure for COVID, uh, for Ebola, and and these other diseases called zoonotic diseases? I'd like to share that with you. If uh, if I could share my desktop here real quick again, uh, for the moderator, if you can kind of get my um, share my desktop here. So yeah, okay, we oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it is okay. Never mind then. <laughs> uh, so, so for my so pretty much, you just get you just get to present your whole case, and I just got to listen to you. You present your whole case to me. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't understand your objection. I mean, can I ask you a question? Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, please. Uh, Sarah, forty-two eleven. What's the verse say? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Can you just rattle it off real quick? Is Abba? incomparable to anything in human experience i'll just put i'll just ask you that question how about that is allah incomparable to any type of human experience is he above all human experience well yeah i mean what we would say is like his hand is not like our hand his when allah is seeing his seeing is not like ours i could say that yeah so you don't know what sarah 4211 says well, I don't have it in front of me. Do you know what John 3, 16 says? What God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son? Yeah, that's right. So you don't, can you pull up what's there? I mean, I can pull it up my phone. I mean, it's, what, I can pull up my phone. But if Allah's transcendence is above human reasoning, well, that would beg the very question of how you can even know Allah exists to begin at all. There would be no language. You couldn't describe Allah. If Allah's transcendence is above human reasoning, then you couldn't you couldn't even know. Well, no, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I think there are some attributes, like His mercy. We can understand uh, a small portion of His mercy. We can understand love. We have a love for God. We can we definitely can uh, can relate to that. But to say that we totally, fully, completely understand it, no. There's so much more which we don't understand. Uh, and for example, God's wrath his anger i know that for a fact <laughs> i have felt that <laughs> his punishment you know and and his and so no i wouldn't agree with that so there but going back to you know i mean and certainly those are i want to go back to the point about how muhammad gives a cure for the terrible diseases of our time like ebola so basically i just want to uh, share my desktop here real quick um let me just share my screen over here so here we see yet another scientific miracle. Well, let me first walk you through the science here. These diseases like Ebola, COVID, they, uh, you know, COVID, Ebola. Actually, I'm looking at, I don't, is my, is, Justin, is my screen shared there? Um, yeah, I've got you in our, our bottom quarter. Uh, oh, okay, I gotcha. So these these diseases actually come from, 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 uh, from animals like monkeys and bats. Uh, that's where I believe, uh, what's the, uh, uh, AIDS actually hopped off of, from a monkey, um, and uh, bat and, and the uh, bats contain over 400 coronaviruses. Look at the scientifically astonishing statements of Prophet Muhammad. It says Allah forbade the e eating of meats of beasts having fangs. So, from a scientific perspective, this is like a hallelujah moment because they have been condemning. Actually, let me give you an example: the monkey. They have been condemning. Uh, Christians who eat monkey because as you know Jesus lifted all the restrictions on meat consumption in the Bible 
So this is so what Muhammad did that he reimposed the restrictions which Jesus removed, and he he what, nailed what, it what, right on the what, dot by giving scientifically a yet another scientifically superior answer on the on the issue of meat consumption. Do you have any pushback on that? Oh, well, I just uh, I just want some clarification. When you say uh, like meat restrictions, or like say the the Torah, I mean. Is that, is that what you're assuming? Is that what you're talking about? Like the meat restrictions back in the Old Testament? Yeah. So basically, let me let me uh, pull up the article of, uh, from God. Question: When Jesus, according to the Bible, when Jesus came on the scene, he removed all uh, meat uh, consumption, or you could all, all the restrictions on meat consumption. And uh, so here's an article which I can share with you on this. This is from God Questions. It says over here, Jesus declared all food clean in Mark 7, 19. Later, God gave uh, the Apostle Peter a vision imply, uh, implied that I'm formerly sure. unclean animals could be eaten. So, like, for example, you have no problem with eating possum or, uh, or let's say, other bushmeat. That's perfectly fine from a Christian point of view. You're not going to burn in hell or lose your salvation for eating a possum. Maybe you've had it before. And that's my point, because all the restrictions of the Old Testament have been removed by uh, by the New Testament. But Muhammad, but that's a big mistake, because you should not be eating monkeys and bats. As we can see over here, Ebola, uh, from this article from the CDC.gov, which I have in front of you, it says, Ebola, the bush uh, bushmeat of Ebola, uh, how, how, uh, generally Ebola is not spread by food. However, in Africa and human infections have been associated with hunting, butchering, and processing of meat by infected animals. What? Monkeys and bats. So look how Muhammad condemns the eating of this bushmeat uh, in, in, the, in the Hadith. So here we see that once again, Muhammad is giving scientifically superior answer on the consumption of meat. Do you have any pushback okay. on that? Well, the only pushback I got on that is I asked you what does rich, what the eating laws were in the Torah. You didn't answer. All you oh, want so, on this, so, on yeah. So that. that's so in the Torah. Actually, they did have something. Yeah. They said in the Torah, they actually do have a verse which talked about not eating bats. I think there's a verse like that. I, I'll have to dig it up for well, dig it up for you. No, I'm yeah. saying what are the laws? Uh, what about camels? We'll take camels for example. Yeah. Camels are Muslims allowed? Are Muslims allowed to sacrifice camels? They can eat camels. Is that something? And, yeah, and really, now, the, really, the Torah forbid it. Okay, well, that's pro now. I want to talk to you about the camel from a scientific perspective. See, all well, animals, they, they, <laughs> all animals can carry diseases. So, which animals we should be eating and we shouldn't be eating, we leave it up to science. From a scientific perspective, you can eat camels. There's no advisory on that. Uh, which I know of. So, but the point here is that from a scientific perspective, you it's undeniable now, Mike, that Muhammad is giving yet a third better answer on meat consumption than the New Testament. Do you so have if, any if, refutation to that? Uh, so if the Quran vertifies the Torah, okay, God specifically says in the Torah, don't eat camels. But Allah says it's okay. okay. We can talk about that next, uh, right, Mike. Right, But right. you need to answer my question, which I have just posed to you. No, you, you haven't answered one of my questions. So I, and maybe a couple, but 
I, any when he did it was contradictory okay. statements but. okay mike i need you to look at i need you to accept that muhammad gave from a scientific perspective not a religious perspective from a scientific perspective on the issue of meat consumption muhammad gave the cure for ebola and uh aids and 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 coronavirus and so, uh, he, so he gave a he, scientifically superior answer than the bible is giving so in the new he, testament he has, he has a cure for aids yeah Muhammad has okay why do people have aids then so the aids actually hopped from monkey to man from eating okay, from I, from, I, from the butchery of its meat do people have aids today yes okay but Muhammad cured that why do they have it Okay, I need to. I, the issue I'm trying to get you to understand, Mike, is the issue of meat consumption. On the you issue meat, of uh, meat consumption, you keep veering off to some other area. No, 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 yeah. no. You just, okay. you just said, no, you, you just said, Muhammad gave a cure for AIDS. That's yes. what you said. It's a preventive cure. You oh, see, so if people were to, if people were to follow this hadith, okay. Prevention is better than cure. Have you ever heard the saying, uh, Mike? But, but did Muhammad give a cure for AIDS? Yes, it's a preventive cure. Listen, if people would not eat bushmeat like monkeys and bats, we would not be having AIDS. We would not be having Ebola. We would not be having the COVID crisis, which we have seen. Now, I know there's a lot of politics behind the COVID one. It was made in a Japanese lab or something like that, but... The issue here is what we all agree is that I'm the not issue, sorry, Japanese he, Chinese lab, but the issue which mm -hmm. we need to all agree is that it hopped from bushmeat to human beings. And Muhammad is giving the cure for that. So if people and I, I mean, one of the great things is just think if 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 this hadith did not exist, how much how many more zoonotic diseases we would be faced with? But thank God one fourth of the population don't eat bushmeat because of this. Hadith. Now, I I do not see any pushback from you or any refutation on my argument that if you look at the New Testament uh, uh, advice on meat consumption and you compare it to Muhammad, Muhammad is far superior and it actually corrects his mistake. So that's the say. third example I am giving you. Correct his mistake on, on washing hands, epilepsy, and now meat consumption. So that's a scientific miracle of the Quran, of, of, of Muhammad. How can a man 1,400 years ago know these errors and start providing scientifically superior answers to them? And for that, Mike, you have no answer. Okay, well, let's see if, if, if the Quran confirms the Torah. We can talk about that, but that doesn't answer my question. Okay, <laughs> so it looks like we... Do you have any questions, Mike? It looks like you don't have any answers for this. And this is the... These are the arguments. It's not just you who can't answer them, but it's every from Mike Delahunty to David Wood to all of these apologists here on, on, on modern day debate. They can't answer it, and that's why they are running away from the science but, uh, of this book. Okay, but you can't prove that books from Allah. You can't prove it. You have to number one. You have to presuppose logic to even do science. How does the Quran? presuppose the laws of logic to do science here's here's what i here's what i believe how i can prove it's from allah okay what i can prove is that somehow this man muhammad knows that there's problems in book a and he provides 
alternative answers, which are fantastic answers, scientifically superior. The only way an illiterate man in the 7th century could do something like that, could offer all these corrections, I've shown you three, the only way he could do that is it has to come from a divine source. So this is the way how we can prove Muhammad is a true prophet. That's the only way. There's not there's not another way. I'm sure there are probably other ways, but that's a way which I know of. <laughs> well, okay, what's the standard by what by which we could test these things to be true? Science. So I did show you the scientific uh, journals and I've right. shown you yeah. right. I understand that. But that doesn't prove that Allah gave the Quran. That doesn't prove that. But now that we got okay. It. That just so, might show a guy got some things right about the medical history. That, that doesn't yeah, prove I mean, that he came from that was, that was from the Matt Dillahante debate. You see, the same evidence was presented to the to the to his followers. And at one hour and one minute and forty-seven seconds, the one guy said, Hey, listen, we don't have to conclude that this is Allah or a God who's doing all these wonderful things. Maybe it's magic. And well, that, maybe, you know, well, maybe I, yeah. I, I would agree with, with Matt on that subject and yeah, we don't share the same worldviews, but I see what he's getting at. Okay, so you, you think this could be magic? No, no, I, I claim this. Is those things might be medically true, like washing hands is probably a good thing. I would agree with that. Like keep you know, especially if you are in the, the health market. I get that. Like, yeah, it'd be good. Like health market, doctors, you handling food. I, I totally agree. Well, good clean hands is good. I agree. I ain't gotta push back at that. Why would I? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna deny science. What I'm saying is, you can't, and what everybody else says, how can you prove that any God gave, gave any book? Mm -hmm. Well, so, so have I at least, what, what I have proved is Muhammad, he knows that there's problematic issues with the Bible on issues of epilepsy, washing hands, meat consumption, and there's other examples too. So the fact that at this point, there's no doubt that's a big elephant in the room that he knows what's going on here. And he's offering scientifically superior answers. So the question is, how or where is he getting this information from? Now, the Dillahante debate, and which destroyed and embarrassed Matt, because that was coming from his own followers, they were convinced with a super, supernatural explanation of magic. So would you say that could very well be possible that Muhammad is using magic? Well, I mean, I wouldn't make an assertion unless I knew unless I knew for sure an answer. But would you say that's a good explanation for you? Ma magic. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. using magic. Maybe he got a few things right, but I mean, you, you're still you, the end part, but you got to justify the very beginning. You have to prove that that book came from Allah, and that's something that, you, that no one can do. Okay, okay. So, so at what I can prove, you see what I can prove you know, between a Christian and a Muslim is that this book is supernatural. A supernatural a supernatural so is entity is giving Muhammad the right answers on these issues. How do you, how, how do you know that? How do you know that? Because an illiterate entity? man living in the 7th century cannot give you all this scientific information, all these was, scientifically was, right answers. Okay, now was Muhammad for sure that those revelations were from God? Was he 100% sure? Because, I mean, there's a lot of things out there. I've heard all those arguments, and they've all been refuted and dismissed and debunked. But going back to the scientific evidence, which I have presented to you, 
that what I right, want you to understand, what I want you to understand, this cannot be coming from a illiterate man in the seventh century. Now, I've only showed you three examples. I've got more. That's the problem. And okay, so, well, yeah. no one's gonna, no one, no one's gonna argue that eating with clean hands is is a bad thing, or working with clean hands in the health environment. No one's gonna argue those are bad things. Like, I'm not arguing. That. I'm not gonna argue. That. I'm well, arguing. How can you justify and prove the supernatural? Something that's outside time and space spoken to Muhammad and told him these things. Mm -hmm. It's unprovable. It's well, unprovable. Uh, the, the issue on, on, on washing hands, I'm glad you have conceded that that's the right thing to do. But the point which I wanted to make to you, that's just a far from a scientific perspective. That's a far better answer on the issue of washing hands than what we find in the Bible. So well, when you say, that's that, that that would be another debate for another topic. No, I'm that's not, what I'm we're not, debating right now. There's okay, there's no, no way you can read I'm that debating. passage and there's no way you can argue that Jesus in any way gave a better answer on washing hands. Okay? That's just you'll not be able to do that. I'm just letting you know. So let's not let's I'm I'm calling your bluff right here. I don't want you to let Wait, be oh, under oh, the false on. impression that wait, oh wait, I got wait, the wait, right you... answer. It's just wait, wait. that this is just not the time and place, and then I'll tell you what the right answer is wait, at wait. that other place. What, you know, what, what what are you calling my bluff on? Well, I'm sorry, what's that? What what are you calling my bluff on? See, when you said that, well, you know, uh, you were this is just not the time and place to talk about why, uh, you know, if Jesus gave the better answer or not. What I'm saying is, you cannot defend. The, the statement of Jesus as being any as being uh, you know uh, better than Muhammad or equal to you can't defend it. It doesn't matter if we're debating it now or else or elsewhere. So the issue here, you can't defend it. When I say Muhammad gave a scientifically superior answer on that issue of washing hands, that's irrefutable. That's unchallengeable. And you have you have yet to justify how this book came from Allah. So. Okay, so we've agreed on washing hands. So now, how did this come from Allah? Or how could I say that? Well, what I can prove at this point, I can prove that this book is supernatural, like I did to the followers of Matt Dillahante. They were convinced. Uh, and they said, this book has to be some kind of magic. So I can prove this is supernatural. And what I can prove is that it, if, you, if you look at what are the possible explanations, magic could be one of them. The, the fact that it is coming from God is the best explanation it's the most sensible explanation how do you know that though how do you know god even exists have you seen him have you seen him have you does he talk to you no he doesn't talk to me but how we know god exists okay. is from the scientific miracles of the quran for example wait, going wait, back wait. And, I, and i raise Just the wait. same so science here. if you look can at the science yeah can science put god in a test tube and to see if god's true no, no, they can't do that. No, of course not. Okay, so how can science point to any God? Well, right now, uh, I think the, what science is, they are, they're undecided on this fact. But the, what we need to look at is the scientific evidence which was presented to you, because that scientific evidence does prove that there is something supernatural helping Muhammad. So the, well, what I we can prove is that the fact that it is God who is helping Muhammad, that's the best explanation but, for the facts. That can be proved. No, you, no, you're wrong. That cannot be proved that, that it came from God. You're wrong on that one. No, I said it's the best explanation. I said it's the best explanation. 
that can be proved. All right, well, how guys. Do you know? How do you know? I, I, all right, Mike. Um, I think we've explored uh, yeah. the, the topic and this discussion about as much as we can uh, between the two of you. Um, however, uh, we do have a whole bunch of super chats. Um, Let's do it. Possibly for both of you here. Um, it might be a little bit mostly on the Nadir side, but if you guys are ready for that, or yeah, I'll sure. give you a minute here while I do some quick housekeeping. So I want to thank everyone for, for coming out tonight. It's nice to see you guys and to see the chat moving along. Um, please keep the uh, discussions in the chat respectful to everyone else. Um, you know, attack the arguments and, and, and not the person, yeah. right? Um, hit like and subscribe, and uh, we're going to get into those Super Chats. Now, uh, Super Chats aren't going to close, so you guys got time to still get more Super Chats in as I read forward. Okay. Um, I did have one question here from a viewer um, that wasn't uh, Super Chatted. Um, however, if you would be willing to uh, entertain it, it was for Nadir. Um, I don't know. So I don't know how accurate this is, Nadir. Maybe it's not true at all. Um, so the question is from uh, Cal, or uh, they have an unusual name. Forgive me. Um, Cal, perhaps. Uh, so for Nadir, Muhammad said to drink camel urine, but science says it's not good for you. What is your response? Yeah. My response to that is, look, what they're what they're doing, they're doing damage control. OK, I will not answer any so alleged scientific errors here. What what they are doing. Look, we just had a debate. Why are the questions not about what we debated? So what this guy is trying to do here, he's trying to do damage control. He's saying, okay, now they're trying to win the debate after the debate. Well, okay, what about this scientific issue? What about this scientific issue? My answer to you is this. Get your coward apologists like Matthew Dillahunty, Aaron Raw, and all these other people here on, on, on Modern Day Debate to come and challenge this book. Why are they not challenging this? You're filling the void. The deception you are doing? You're filling the void. Your your coward apologists have all ran away because they know this is unchallengeable book, and now you are trying to trying to show some kind of error in here. So I will. Uh, what I'm going to do? I'm going to protest the cowardly retreat of all these apologists over here, and I will not answer any alleged scientific errors or anything like that. You go email those people. You tell them I've challenged them. And you bring them over here and we'll have that debate. What I will ask the question, the people are asking in the questions. We had a nice talk today. Talk about what we talked about. Okay. A ask questions about that. And that's what I'll be prepared to answer. Okay. Um, I mean, you can answer the questions any way you, you would like yeah, to, Nadir. Uh, but... If it's not related to this debate, I'm not going to answer it because that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm protesting here that their coward apologists have all ran away. Okay. What was the question? What was the question? What was Something the question? about camel urine. I don't want to talk about it. We got to talk about what we have just discussed. Yeah. So what's oh, the next question? So, yeah. So the super the chat, hold on one sec there, Mike. So the super chats are generally um, from viewers because they have a unique moment here in time with mm -hmm. access to you gentlemen as the debaters about a topic um, that you're passionate about and that you're familiar with. Um, so it's generally assumed that some questions may not be on necessarily topic for is Islam true? For instance, Mike might get a question about Christianity, but it's your questions, gentlemen. You can answer them any way you wish, um, but I do not believe that it's necessarily 
needs to be 100% on topic. However, it definitely should not be personal, right? So, like, no one should be right. asking you guys, like, where you live or any of those obvious questions. It's about... Yeah, I... Go ahead, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm here I to listen to what you got to say. I only uh, caught like I only caught like part of the question, so I I, what, yeah, I didn't I only heard part of it. It's okay. It was a it was a it was a question uh, directed at Nadir, um, and he and he has responded to it. All right. Okay. So we'll move on to the next question, which is Robin Page five dollars. Have uh, have either guest heard of the work of Jay Smith using critical historical analysis to show that Muhammad never existed so just real quick nadir okay sure this to me is actually a really great question right which may not be a hundred percent i guess it is kind of sort of on topic but um still just because uh, of your position you're mm -hmm. qualified to answer oh yeah I, I can answer that very okay. easy so uh, if you do get a chance google my name and jay smith as we had a debate on on science as well so you can hear my debate on that but to answer the question we now know Muhammad existed. Why? Because of the scientific miracles. Who else could have been the author of all of these scientifically correct statements? This could not have come from a from a mere human being living in the seventh century, or even a team of people, or who are like so. So the science of the Quran and Islam answers and removes any doubt about the existence of Muhammad, as well as that this book is from God. All right. And Mike, the question was for both of you. So have you heard of the works of Jay Smith? No, I have not. I mean, I, right. I, I've never heard of him. Okay. Um, so next question from Matters Now, $5. I am an atheist naturalist who will debate you, Nadir, that naturalism best explains science and that the Quran is not science. Um, Ozian email James Nadir. Yeah, I, I have to, right? See, the thing is, what's happening here is is what Mike is doing. He's filling the void, the void left behind by the retreating uh, atheists. And I, I accept the challenge. Sure, can you contact James, whoever? I will debate anybody here because uh, I, I'll accept any challenges. So I'm good with that. Um, Ozian has uh, had a debate uh, just recently, a couple of days ago, here on Modern Day Debate. So I believe what Ozian is saying, that if you are truly interested in debating Ozian, um, to email James. Um, and yeah, set that up if, if you're interested, for sure. Which sounds like you're interested. Um, next question from Bitter Truth, $5. Was Muhammad an epileptic patient? He was snorting while passed out, Nadir during wahi um i'm not sure i understand the question maybe you do no he did not have epilepsy these are just wacky quacky interpretations and um which which people are coming on the text but like i said we know that you know the once the scientific evidence proving muhammad is a true prophet which we heard tonight i only gave three examples uh if you listen to some of my past debates you'll see other examples as well I think that was enough to raise a very serious question. Where is he getting this information from? The cure for COVID, Ebola, that doesn't come from epileptic seizures, okay? <laughs> and uh, the issue of correcting washing hands before you eat, that does not come from epileptic seizures. So that's so the, so the issue of Muhammad being a, uh, it's getting divine revelation, that's the best explanation. Okay. Next question from Robin Page, $5 for Mike. 
you would be very interested in the scholarship of J. Smith showing through critical historical analysis that Muhammad never existed. Uh, so it looks like they're giving you some, um, perhaps something to look up or check out. It's not really a question. Yeah, yeah, I'll look well, it up. I, I, I mean, I'll look it up, sure. Well, I think that uh, that person is not understanding when his argument has been defeated. The science of the Quran and Hadith, which we have just witnessed here today, destroys that entire thesis. It destroys no, no. all of it because now we've seen that there's a supernatural source, no, no. which is which is which is providing this information. Do you have a, a final response to uh, what Nadir said, Mike? Since the question was directed well, to you, it, it, it just there's no way he can justify or or show that that book is from Allah. I mean, it's okay. just, that's all. All right, next question, stupid horror energy. Uh, $10. How do Islamic scholars reconcile the Quran's description of embryonic development, e.g. clot of blood stage in, uh, forgive me for messing up this uh, name, Nadir, Saru al-Muayminam, uh, with modern embryological findings, there is no such stage. Uh, I hope that question made sense. What what is he asking? I'm sorry, I, I missed it. What is he what is he saying? It's okay. There, there is a name in here that I really didn't want to screw up. So hopefully uh, we can get past that one hiccup. But it's do Islamic scholars reconcile the Quran's description of embryonic development? Example: the clot of blood stage in mm -hmm. uh, Surah um, with modern embryological findings. Oh yeah. So the the issue which he's referring to that uh, one of the descriptions, uh, this is the word alaka, which is referred to the clot. This is in complete harmony with modern science. In fact, the very word which he's complaining about, don't call it a clot. Don't call it a clot. <laughs> we call it a clot and we sent it to the scientists inside, uh, inside many peer-reviewed uh, journals. So, uh, but, but the whole issue here, it's, not, it's more than a clot. Okay, the word alaka has three meanings. It refers to a leech-like substance. It refers to something which clings, and it refers to clot. Clot, how does this accurately describe the embryo? It's very easy. Because if you look at the embryo, there's a stage where it's actually there's, uh, there's, there's blood in it, but it is not circulating. And it resembles just like a clot. So the scientific miracle, not error, the scientific miracle is that you got this one word, alaka, which has these three meanings. And every meaning of that word, leech, clot, and something which clings, accurately describes the embryo. So he is actually pointing out the scientifically correct statement of the Quran. Okay, thank you. Bitter Truth, $5. God restrains the sky from falling. Is this true science, Nadir? Yes, absolutely. What God refrains the, the science, I'm sorry, the skies from falling. Yeah, there's a yes. bit of a typo, so I'm trying to uh, okay. assume well, the word. Again, I would, I would need a further explanation, but it looks like we're having another debate after the debate. So everybody is trying to show, trying to disprove the Quran with scientific errors. Where are the questions about what we debated? Where is it? It's like these guys, they were not even listening. You know why? They were listening. 
but it was an airtight case. What I want everybody to point to see what's happening here. The, uh, the, the airtight case, which was presented for Islam, these people who are in the question and answer time, they have no, they cannot formulate a, a refutation to the, to the evidences which I have presented today. They're not even talking about the debate. They're trying to uh, start a new debate on alleged scientific errors. So it's kind of stupid, but like I said, I would need more information. What do you mean by this, by Allah refraining the sky from falling? I guess I need to know where you're going with that. How does this contradict science? So it's just too vague at this point. All right, next question, Connor Mackenzie Clark, 10 uh, Australian dollars, I think. Um, using the Quran to prove the Quran is a perfect way to put it. Also, love from Australia, uh, making my boring job bearable. All right. Thanks, Connor. Um, that sounded more like a comment than a question to me. Would you agree, Nadir? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, bitter truth, $2. Um, another challenge, Nadir. Bitter oh, truth no. would deb debate you on this exact same topic. Uh, you know, yeah, I have, I guess I have no problem with that. But again, let's talk about what's going on here. I mean, I've already been debated bitter truth. You can Google my name and bitter truth and you can see the uh, the two debates on that. And that's fine. But where are your big boys? Where are all the people who have got these big YouTube channels? Why are they running away? That's the question I've been raising tonight. You see, my point here is they know that the science of this Quran is going to destroy their careers. They know they have no good answers to the scientific evidence of this book. That is why they're all running away now from the science because they've seen debate victory after debate victory. And so that's, and so I think that, it, and so what's happening with Bitter Truth with Mike over here, they're all filling that big void left behind. And it's not like the debate is, you know, is not going to continue. They are going to continue to debate, but they'll debate ignorant people. They'll debate people like Perfect Dawa and that that douchebag, uh, Daniel Hakikachu, and other than that, to right. perpetrate well, okay, a fraud. Hold on, no. So, Nadir, <laughs> Nadir, um, we, res we respect our debaters okay, on the no channel, problem. regardless uh, um, of, of their positions. Uh, so, um, all night you've uh, called certain people cowards and stuff, but um, that last comment was a little too far, especially okay, with no them problem, not being no here problem. to defend themselves. So, please. Um, we ask our chat to be respectful to you guys, so same goes for you guys with regards to our other debaters, okay? Um, next question. Isa Kaber, $2. Al-Quran confirms the holy texts. Can you critique? Uh, well, what do you mean no... by confirming? That's very vague and open to interpretation. Uh, the issue of the Quran makes it very clear that the books of the past, they have been changed, they have been corrupted. So it's a mute point. Okay. Stupid horror energy, another $10. How does contemporary Islamic scholarship interpret historical descriptions of health conditions possibly resembling epilepsy in relation to the Prophet Muhammad in light of modern medical knowledge? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I'm not understanding it. Yeah, so, um, so how does contemporary Islamic scholarship interpret historical descriptions of health conditions possibly resembling epilepsy in relation to Prophet Muhammad in light of modern medical knowledge? Muhammad didn't have any symptoms of epilepsy. This is all nonsense. 
Uh, this is all conjecture. But like I said, if this great rev we are getting, if this is a, um, the, <laughs> if we are getting incredible, uh, you know, like, like science from these so-called epileptic seizures, if we were to go along with it, then we need more epileptics like Muhammad. These so-called epileptic seizures corrected three mistakes in the Bible. It gave us a cure for Ebola and, uh, and, and, and other diseases like that. All this is coming from epileptic seizures? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, sorry, Mike. They're, they're just uh, looks like people oh, have fun. a lot of questions for Nadir. Um, so Bitter Truth, again, $5, uh, asks Nadir why God never abolished slavery, but Abraham Lincoln did. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's actually, so one of the strongest arguments, actually, you know, I, I always use science to, to, to show the truthfulness of Muhammad. Well, actually, that's not my first go. That's not my best argument. Slavery is the best argument. So the reason why Muhammad didn't all just outright abolish, well, this is way off topic, by the way, but that's okay. I like this topic. <laughs> Again, why like he, I said, your yeah. position is of a position of someone who is knowledgeable on the topic in mm -hmm. general as an umbrella. Yeah, okay, it's not the topic of the debate, but um, they're curious. So. Oh, yeah. So, so the reason why he didn't just outright abolish slavery is to avoid the humanitarian catastrophe that will ensue afterwards like we have seen all over the world. So I guess we could say that he just didn't have the stomach to see millions of people starve to death. Let me let me uh, provide to you a reference for that uh, because that's what happened in the America. I guess millions of people died of starvation. Here's a reference right here. Uh, so the solution which Muhammad did, number one, clean up slavery, all the abuse, beatings, uh, and all the terrible things you've heard about slavery, clean it up, make it a temporary thing so that you can, and then gradually release them out of slavery. If you just abruptly let them go, then you're going to have the catastrophe, which you're seeing right here in front of our screens. This is from the article DW, and I'm going to read it very quickly. When Brazil's slaves were finally set free in 1888 they faced economic catastrophe rather than experiencing the officially proclaimed jubilation of freedom they were simply left to their individual fates without land without money without education and that largely is where they stand today so the the freedom you know what a, you gotta you gotta look past that propaganda that you know freeing slaves and everything became great no that's not true the truth is it was a terrible catastrophe in America. Millions of slaves starved to death. So the Islamic solution was, whoa, gradually release them. First, give them the best education. Did you know that? There's a hadith which says that. Give them the best education and then release them. All right, thank you. Um, the next question, maybe you can help me decipher, Nadir. Um, I'll read it to you as I, as I see it, and we'll see. Sure. So pseudonym $2.00. So the Islam belief is someone like Jesus. Who? Why? Well, God saved uh, Jesus uh, from the from the from the from the cross. He saved him from being persecuted, and he put someone to appear like that. Now, why did God choose this way of doing things? I don't know. I mean, that that explanation wasn't given to us, but this is what we believe happened. Okay. Thank you. Um, Ozian talks. So the the same gentleman earlier who mm -hmm. um, said he would be happy to debate you. 
uh, not sure this is a question, maybe perhaps more of a comment, but I'll let you respond. It says, washing hands predates Islam by your own argument. Well, yeah, of course, this is not, you got to understand, washing hands is not some kind of groundbreaking, uh, you know, revelation here. But what is a groundbreaking revelation is if you just look at it just by itself, just washing hands, it may not be a big deal. You could say, okay, Muhammad did better than Jesus on this. But when you start when you start adding more examples of this, okay, he gave better example on meat consumption. He gave the better example on alcohol, which we didn't go over today. He gave the better example on, on epilepsy. And I can list seven of them for you. Now we know that he knows that these are seven mistakes in the book, book A, and he's correcting them. Only a true prophet of God can do that. But if you just look at it at an individual occurrence, like one example, uh, you could chalk it up as maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe he was a scientist himself. Maybe he got borrowed it from somewhere else. But seven examples, all those other explanations, natural explanations disappear. And that's where the scientific miracle is. All right. Thank you. Um, pseudonym $2. Mustard seed was sacrificed for Dijon. Nadir's good. I understand. Was, was, you don't understand? Oh. No, I'm not sure I understand either. Um, but they send a bunch of super chats here, so let's yeah. let's see what pseudonym also has to say here for two dollars. Um, so Islam memorize. This is the Bible more than Quran? Checkmate. I, I think they're understand. they're suggesting that um, maybe they were trying to write memorializes the Bible more than the Quran. Um, so does maybe the question should be more like um, does Islam take the Bibles as seriously as they do the Quran? Well, I, I would say that there's no encouragement to read the Bible. Uh, you know, there's we have the Quran, and that's good enough for our for our development and guidance. Okay, um, and then pseudonym for another two dollars. Um, IQ is a thing. Uh, don't think entertainment at best. Um, I'm I'm not really sure what the question is there either. So moving on, Ozian talks two dollars. Camel meat can cause camel pox. Hep E and anthrax. If anyone yeah, wants so, to reply. Yeah, that's that's a misrepresentation of science. You see, let me explain. Who what meats are to be prohibited from not eating? It is a CDC, the Center for Disease Control. It is other than them. All I mean, you have to rely on science to tell us what meats and what meats we should not be eating. All meats can potentially kill you there's diseases from from cows from pigs and other animals but it's okay we can eat that why because the good of eating them outweighs outweighs the harm so the issue here can you eat camel meat from a scientific perspective it's okay they've issued no warnings on this in spite of the fact there could be some dangers here and there but there's dangers with pork there's dangerous chicken with with beef so these are issues which science needs to decide what, like, for example, science made it clear, do not eat monkeys and, and bats. That's for sure. Do not eat these animals. And that is what is scientifically 
uh, correct from the Islamic perspective because it said do not eat animals with fangs. So once again, the science uh, is in complete agreement with modern, the Quran and Islam is in complete agreement with modern science. Okay. Uh, next question. Looks like it's for you, Mike. Um, again, pseudonym, $2. Uh, Mike, scientifically, Islam vegetarian? Biblically? Right, repeat that? So, um, uh, this I believe this viewer, uh, possibly English is a second language. So, uh, we'll do our best. At Mike, scientifically, Islam vegetarian? Biblically? So it's like two questions there. Well, to me, it sounds like they're trying to infer the two together. Like the Quran is like integrated with the Bible is how I would take it. And as a biblical or a Quran to be vegetarian, I mean, to me, I think everything's permissible to eat. So, Which is wrong. That's a New Testament perspective. You see, that's a misguidance of the New Testament because no, you shouldn't be eating monkeys. You shouldn't be eating bats, and yet Christians do that in Africa. Well, I don't eat bats. Um, I was just talking about stuff out in your local grocery store. Yeah, but, store. but do you see how that's scientifically incorrect to do that? Because well, there's a terrible danger of AIDS and other zoonotic diseases. But monkeys at the grocery store? Yeah, Christians eat monkeys, yeah. At the, at the grocery store? Well, they, they eat in Africa. I don't know if it's in the grocery store, but you could see them cooking it out on the streets, yeah. All right, yeah. I can go. I don't. A lot of monkeys. So, I don't. So we're good, right? Well, this is not about what you do. This is about the the misguidance of the New Testament. The New Testament should have forbade eating bush meat, and we would not have seen these terrible <clears throat> diseases like Ebola, AIDS, and and, and COVID. And that's what yeah. I'm trying to get you to understand, Mike. Uh, Muhammad reimposed the restrictions <clears throat> and and did a fantastic job. Well, I don't I don't know I what you're talking about. I don't know which ones you're talking about. You know, you never did show me the one for the law of Moses or all of them. I wanted to see them, and you wouldn't go into that. So that's another question. You don't, answer Mike, you don't follow the law of Moses anymore. Remember, the New Testament overwrites all those laws. It abrogates it, right? You, so you're, it, claim, you're, claim, you're claiming that Muhammad you changed. You're claiming Muhammad changed those laws, okay? I'm simply just asking, what were the laws? In the book of Leviticus, you do not follow those laws, but the, there, there are actually uh, many restrictions on many different types of foods, like shellfish. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm I'm quite well with what they were. Yeah, what okay, they are. I, I know what they are. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, next question. Uh, forgive me, pseudonym, if we're not getting your questions a hundred percent right. Um, I realize that. There's a certain character limit on $2 Super Chats, and some people try to squeeze those in because the next barrier to entry is a $5 Super Chat. Um, but we're doing our best with what you give us. Uh, next question, Ozean Talks, $2. Describe a cure that means from HIV not to not HIV. I, I don't understand that. Um, Can I interrupt? Okay. There is sure. no cure. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we'll just go on. So pseudonym comes again, $5 this time. Uh, so I heard Muslims hate pork. Scientifically, 
but scientifically they eat meat. So Nadir's anti-pork or anti-science, it's surely not a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Well, so let's, so the issue of not eating pork from a scientific perspective, are they okay with it? From science, they're okay with it. There's no problem from a, from a scientific perspective if you don't eat pork. Now, at the same time, Pork actually can be permissible according to the Quran in certain circumstances if there is, you eat it not for desire or to disobey God. So there could be some reason, let's say you're starving and there's nothing left to eat but pork or pig and alcohol, then yes, you can do it. So it so there are circumstances when you can eat pork. And, and um, I guess I could show that verse at a later time. So, yeah. okay. um, I believe... Uh, so this one's from Mike, from pseudonym, $2. Mike, will you accept science and Islam? I accept science, yes. Dan Shire, $9.99. Nadir, you claim the Quran is 100% scientifically accurate. What does the Quran say about splitting the moon into? Does the Quran explain how semen is created? <laughs> You know, the problem here is, uh, you know, which let's start with, with with splitting the moon from the Quranic point of view. So what the Quran actually says, well, if they said that the, that the moon was cleft asunder and this was one of the miracles uh, which God actually performed. Now, was did the Quran claim that the moon was split naturally? No, it was split supernaturally. This was one of the great miracles of Almighty God. And you know what? Science is cool with miracles. They're okay with it. That's the perfectly NASA, fine the, to believe. You want to believe in miracles? You're perfectly fine to believe in that. So uh, the fact that this is just one of the many miracles in the Quran and is in one and the, and the story of the splitting in the moon is in 100% agreement with modern science. There's no problems. I wonder if NASA knows about that. Well, who cares if they know about it? this? Was a miracle of Almighty not, God. It, Does NASA know about the about the splitting of the of the but sea? It's science. It's science. Though. Don't we care about science? Does NASA know about well, Moses splitting the sea? I hope they would investigate that. To be honest, you see, when it comes to splitting of the sea, when it comes to Jesus walking on water, when it comes to uh, splitting the but, moon, these are all supernatural miracles which God performs. And science doesn't care. Now, in atheist pseudoscientific quackology, yeah, that's a problem. From a quackological point of view, the Quran is wrong because they don't accept miracles like that. So I, from that quackological yeah. point of view, Islam is wrong. But from a scientific it, perspective, it's okay. <laughs> I just think it'd be cool if NASA would verify that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Nadir, the question was directed at you. Generally, my rule, uh, whoever the question is directed to gets the final word. Uh, you did just say, yeah, which, but um, okay. if you want to have one more statement and we'll make sure Mike doesn't respond or if you're good. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm think i finished. I, I okay. was pointing out that the splitting of the moon has no problems with science. Yeah, yeah. I was just letting you know that um, generally I like the last word to be to the person okay. who was receiving the question. Okay. Um, on that note, Pseudonym back again with another $2. A big supporter tonight, Pseudonym. Thank you. Um, Nadir admitted Muhammad is less than Jesus. Quran question mark? 
I, I, I think, I, well, I firmly believe in Jesus, but I believe in the Jesus of the Quran. The problem is the New Testament, the, it has on the lips of Jesus many mistakes. And uh, Muhammad came and corrected that. Now, I don't believe those are the right words of Jesus. I think those were fabricated against him. How could a man make so many mistakes like this? You know, and, and to believe that he is God, you know, to call, I mean, it was an undeniable fact that the teachings of Jesus causes epileptics to be stigmatized as demon-possessed. Two research papers concluded that. And so that cannot come from God. could cause such terrible misery and suffering in, in human beings like that. So I think the, the issue here is Muhammad is correcting those mistakes. All right. Thank you. So from uh, Samir Farsane, $5, for those who doubt God can reassemble bones after death. God says he can even recons reconstitute our fingerprints 1,200 years before science knew their uniqueness. Those are all very good scientific uh, miracles you'll find. In some. I was only able to just cite a few, the issue of correcting the Bible, because I knew Mike was a Christian. All right, pseudonym back again for another $2. Uh, sounds like they're making a comment. Um, it's not totally terrible. Uh, pseudonym says, so if you want to be a famous YouTuber, dodge everything. Uh, it's not directed at anyone specific, so okay. Uh, bitter Truth, $5. Washing hands wasn't by Muhammad, but was before Muhammad's people aware of Nadir. Man, Bitter Tooth is spending a lot of money on this debate. You must be enjoying this. <laughs> well, I mean, um, <laughs> Pseudonym is spending a fair, a fair amount as well. Uh, How much has Bitter Truth spent? Well, like, I mean, uh, uh, I'm just a guy on the internet and oh, okay. I can dodge everything. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, this has already been, I think it's already been answered here. Uh, the issue is you got to look at the cumulative case. It, it's not just one correction. But the point here, from a Christian perspective, from a Christian perspective, this is a big deal. But from an atheist perspective, it's not going to be a big deal. Because you can say, okay, well, other people washed their hands before they ate. So I don't care. Maybe Muhammad gave a better answer, but that doesn't prove he's a messenger of God. But from a Christian perspective, it's terrible destruction. Because now they have to admit that Muhammad gave a better answer than the very Lord and Savior himself. That totally destroys Christianity, which Mike was not able to see here. And, and I'm still waiting for Mike to see if he is a true believer in Jesus, then he should condemn Muhammad for doing something which irritated Jesus. Remember, Muhammad said, wash your hands ritually, as a ritual, according to religion, which according you're, to you're, the you're, interpretation... You're, you're, yeah. You know, that this is, it made Jesus they're angry. Two different, they're two different categories, you're comparing. You're, it's a logical fallacy to even compare it that way, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's all, well, you know, if you were a true believer, you should condemn Muhammad for telling people to wash their hands before they eat, because Jesus was opposed to that. Okay, and Jesus he did it was, as a ritual. He was speaking, not a, you Look, by your own actions, by your own actions, you are already conceding you don't even believe and you're not able to defend what you believe because you're seeing it being refuted right in front of you. Yeah, you see, if you're a true you Christian, you should do that. 
Christians should condemn Muhammad for for doing something which irritated Jesus, if that's really from God, right? You're good at dodging. You're good at dodging. I give you that. You're pretty good at dodging. Let's move on to the next one. All right. Um, The next one, (laughs) you ever heard of a a left-handed insult before? I consider this kind of like a left-handed compliment, a left-field compliment. Uh, BTF Wayne sends $2. Why are you not all maiming each other as instructed? Um, so I, I think they're being sarcastic and that it was a pretty calm and chill uh, huh. discussion. Um, Bitter Truth is back again, though, Nadir. And $5, Bitter Truth wants to know, God made all things in pair. You never answered, Nadir, pair means male and female. If pair means male and female, does the text say male or female, or does it say pairs? Which one is it? It says pair. Now, of course, if it says male or female, then you would cause it would cause some kind of scientific problem, because there are some animals which are only female or something like that. So the Quran says pairs, and that's perfectly fine. There's yin and yang. There's black and white. That you could pair whatever you want with anything you want from a scientific perspective. That's perfectly fine to say that. But from an atheist, quackological perspective, the Quran is wrong. And I can I can concede that quackologically, yes, it's wrong. But scientifically, it's perfectly fine. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, Robin Page sends $5. Hey, Mike. Jay Smith's YouTube channel is... P. Fander Fims, and Jay Smith is also a Christian. FYI. So, yeah, I make uh, sure you watch my debate with Jay Smith. That's a that's a that's a good one. It also we talked about the science in that as well. All right, so it looks oh, like you're going to write this down, Mike. Yeah, it's one P. Fander Fims. So P. F. A. N. D. E. R. F. I. M. S. Okay. Sounds like it's, I, that. I think the, uh, the, the person doesn't understand that we don't have to prove the histor- historicity of Muhammad anymore if we have a scientific miracle. That scientific miracle just, proves he existed, <laughs> but that person's not getting it. He doesn't understand that his argument has been refuted. Well, I, I don't think it's that. I, I think people want to know how you justify all that. That's the problem. Justify what? How you know uh, the same question you dodged all day, all night? How do you justify that book came from Allah? Okay, let's move on. Yeah, right. Um, So, uh, (laughs) bitter truth again. Five dollars. Sperm never turned in clot, not even lek nor clinging, but is fused nowhere. Quran say look like. Sorry, I hope you understood that at least partially. Um, Sperm never turned in clot, not even leech, nor clinging, but is fused Mm -hmm. nowhere, Quran say, look like. From an atheist, pseudoscientific, quackological perspective, yes, the Quran is wrong. But scientifically, it is correct. Because... As I have pointed out, that one word alaka. In fact, let me let me let me see if I have time to just pull up a real ref, a reference over it, which kind of goes over it. it. Has three meanings. It could mean clot, it could mean uh, leech, and it could mean uh, something which clings. Shockingly, all those the three meanings of that of that one word 
accurately describes the embryo. Uh, so the one ref referring to clot, uh, as I pointed out, there is a, in fact, let me share my desktop over here. Sure. Uh, real quick here, we could take a look at that. But the question here is, what does science, does, if science wants, is, are they okay with, with describing that certain phase as clottish? Hey, look, that looks clottish to me. They're perfectly fine with that. They have no objection to that. Again, all of what you have seen here has already been submitted to the scientists. They're peer-reviewed journals and they've seen it. And many are fascinated. So here you can see that this is an embryo here. The blood is not circulating at this point and it resembles a clot. So if it looks like a clot to me, do you think any scientist is really going to care? Oh, that looks clottish to you? Okay, cool, dude. It's only the atheist pseudoscientific quackologist who has a problem and says, what? Clot? No, it doesn't look like a clot. They're the only people who really object to this kind of stuff. <laughs> so quackologically, yes, Islam is wrong. But scientifically, it is correct. Right. From Samir Farsain again, $5. Why is it insignificant when the Quran predicts the universe's expansion in 6th century? but called the greatest discovery when Hubble says it in 1923. Well, that's a good point. So the, the Quran does uh, talk about the expansion of the universe. And uh, this is just one of the, I think he's, he's, the person is mentioning many other scientifically correct statements in the Quran, which I didn't pr uh, present in my presentation. My presentation was mainly focused on the corrections of the, to the Bible. Bitter Truth is back again, <laughs> several times. Um, for $5, Bitter Truth asks, nowhere in the Quran or the Hadith says to educate and release slaves. What if I could show that? Will you be Will you be a Muslim? Because that is, that is a scientific miracle. Well, not a scientific miracle, because... If I were to show you that, that it actually did talk about educating slaves, a slave girl, actually, that type of knowledge, that type of understanding didn't exist in the 7th century. Now, today, you could say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That, that's a good teaching today. But a person living seven uh, in the 7th century, like, what? Educating a slave? We don't even, we wouldn't, that's for the bourgeoisie, the very high you know, uppity up people, if we're going to give an education to anybody, not a slave. So my point here is, if I can show you that teaching, that is only further, uh, what's that, what it called, proves that Muhammad is a true prophet. Why? Because that type of thinking was not in the seventh century. Okay. People didn't think like that. So, so this is, a, it, it confirms the, 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 uh, the, the belief that Muhammad is a true prophet. So let me show you that teaching real quick over here. Okay. Uh, I'll share my desktop. Let me make this a little bit bigger. So this is slavery in Islam, as we can see right here. Two people getting educated. Why? Based on the following hadith. Whoever has a slave woman and teaches her good manners and educates her and sets her free and marries her, he will have two rewards. Now, in Arabic, it's as-sunu which means it's the best education. This is just not a very good translation you're reading here. So that is absolutely supernatural right there. 
What is a man living in the 7th century, an illiterate man, Muhammad could not read or write, is telling people to have Ahsunutalim, the best education, give them the best education to who? The bushwadi, the higher up class, the royal court? No, to the meek slaves. That type of thinking wasn't in the 7th century. So this only, so I have met his challenge and I've proved it to him that this is exactly what Islam teaches. And this is yet another evidence for the prophethood of Muhammad. All right. Well, they're not finished with you yet, my friend. Oh, no. Bitter Truth sends another $5. <laughs> Any animal, if affected by disease, can be harmful. The deer's nothing surprising. Yes. A cow, chicken, pork, all these things can be affected. But what does science say? Like what animals should you be eating and should you not be eating? So like cow, you can get mad cow's disease, but the benefits outweighs the harm. So it's okay to eat cows in spite of the, of the uh, problems there. So from scientific, from scientific point of view, you can have a hamburger. What about monkey meat? No. The harm of eating monkey meat outweighs the benefit. Do not eat monkey. Do not eat bats. That's what science says. And that's what Islam says. So once again, Islam. So here's my point here. This questioner is only magnifying the miracle. Here's my, why? Because look, you, you, this is the third time you've come up here to ask that question and you still can't get it right. Muhammad got it right in the seventh century. You have the internet at your hand. You probably received a college education and you still can't get it right. You're still screwing up. You still don't understand the science that I have to explain it to you. How do you explain a man in the seventh century got it right on the first time? That's so by your tripping and falling each time only magnifies the miracle and, and is consistent with the claim of Muhammad being a true prophet. All right. Our next super chat comes from player one for 1999. Um, so they ask a big 20, question. He's got they 20 a, bucks. They paid, they paid 20 bucks because they have a massive question. Okay, you ready? That, that guy must be rich. <laughs> um, can you address the Quran 37, 6 slash 10, Quran 67, 5? You can just ask me to repeat these if you need me to. Uh, Quran 67. There's a five. list. I'm not sure if they're all the same like similar you know how some verses can be similar maybe it's kind of one question i don't know oh okay okay yeah yeah so, quran 67 um, uh, verse 5 and yeah, indeed and then, adorned the lowest heaven with stars like lamps and made them as missiles for stoning and eavesdropping devils whom we have uh, also prepared and torment and blaze from a scientific perspective this is perfectly fine but now okay. according but to the doctrine they, they have several other oh. um uh, chapters here written um, like okay. the Sahih Muslim 26 5538 mm -hmm. and Jami uh, forgive me Nadir if I'm I'm terrible with these names I yeah. apologize no disrespect um, Jami at Timahirid Termidi uh, Termidi okay Termidi 5443224 and then the rest oh, of the question so here's yeah. looks like this is what the question is Meteors as missiles again, Jin, and if in Injel was to be followed by Muslims, 
Why did they fail to prove it with the Quran? If Injil was followed by Muslims, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the last part. It says, if the Injil was to be followed by Muslims, why did they fail to prove it with the Quran? What does that mean? I, I'm not sure. I'm reading it to you as I yeah. see it. Um, yeah, is the I, Injil I a, 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 a... The Injil a, is like that. Like you could think of it as the New Testament. Yeah. Okay, so they're asking you if Muslims follow the Injil. No, we... There's no... Meteors as missiles again, jinn. Mm -hmm. So is that another verse or section? Yeah, yeah. So again, the... the I mean, I can answer the first part, 60, 67 verse 5. Sure, I mean, they, they paid 20, yeah. so it's worth diving into. Okay, yeah, they paid 20 bucks. I'll, I'll get into yeah. that. So actually, you know, since you paid 20 bucks... Uh, you should watch my debate on with David Wood on this topic. Uh, and I actually show that the, if you look, read it and see it in the Hadith area, it is actually a scientific miracle. Uh, but first of all, I want to explain to you, 67 verse 5 from a scientific perspective is perfectly fine. Because all the verse actually says is that they will use lamps and throw them at the devil. The word masabih actually means lamps. And throw them at the devils. From a scientific perspective, we don't care. Why? Because it's talking about supernatural entities like gods, devils. We don't deal with that. So scientifically, that's perfectly fine. But now, according to the doctrines of atheist pseudoscientific quackology, that's a problem. From a quackological perspective, yes, Islam is wrong. So, uh, so, but we cannot, from a scientific perspective, we can't really argue anything against this verse. But now there is an issue, and I'll have to dig up the, the hadith here real quick here while I talk, <laughs> so you, I can show you my references. So how is this a scientific miracle? So people, of course, back then had a, had a fallacy of, or, or a misunderstanding of something called shooting stars. And so uh, what they believed is when they saw that streak in the sky, uh, they said that was a, that was actually a shooting star, a, 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 like a like a. So then they so if Muhammad was a true prophet, I was it was not a true prophet. He would confirm that. So they asked him when they saw, saw the shooting star. They say, "Hey, look, there's a shooting star in the sky. What do you have to say about that?" Now here's my point. If Muhammad was not a, a a true prophet, in fact, let me share my desktop here so I can show it to you what I'm talking about here. If Muhammad was not a true prophet. He would have said, oh, yeah, them, them Sioux shooting stars. Let me tell you about them shooting stars. He would confirm their misunderstanding. Uh, now, let me share my desktop. Since she paid 20 bucks, I'll show you my, yeah. uh, my references over here. Um, and we'll read this together. So it's a trick question they're asking him. Uh, here we go. We were with the messenger of Allah when he was sitting with a group of his companions when they saw a glowing star shooting that's not a star in the sky remember that the messenger of allah said the messenger of allah said when you saw the likes of this during the jahiliya meaning the ignorant period of ignorance what would you say about it they said we would say that a great man died and a great man has uh something or another and so oh i'm sorry here's here's the hadith right here okay let me read this real quickly okay let me read it again the Messenger of Allah said, when you saw the likes of this during the Jahiliyyah, what would you say? 
They said we would say that this was a great man or a great blah, and, he, and it would go on. So now, notice what the questioning, he wouldn't confirm. He said, what would you guys say about this? Okay, he didn't say that was a shooting star. So then what he said, well, let me tell you what it really is. He says, as we, if we, quote, if we keep going down, he said, this is basically something which is burning in, in up there. And let me see if I can find it. And I can't find it. Can't find my reference. <laughs> I'll find it for you in just a second here. <laughs> Uh, but he described it as something which is burning. And you know what? That's actually true. When you see this, when you see the streak in the sky, that is actually a meteor being burned up in the atmosphere. If you just give me a minute here, we'll move on to the next question. I'll find you that reference where he called it as that's something which is burning. And that is an, so we find two scientifically, uh, two scientific miracles in this one statement. Number one, he refuses to acknowledge their shooting stars, even though everybody else was saying it was. And he said, that's something which is burning from this one hadith. So once again, we see further confirmation of Muhammad being a true prophet. And I'll get you that reference in just a second here. All right. And so I can move on in the meantime. Uh -huh. Okay. So I'll just do, I got, we got three super chats left. So, um, I'll just take the time right now to thank everyone very much for coming out and checking out this debate while Nadir looks that up. Um, for anyone who is interested in discussing a little further, uh, there is a little channel called Matters Now. Uh, they'll be doing an after show to discuss um, how the debate went and uh, what everyone thought. So feel free to head over to Matters Now, um, or you can just stay here and when the stream ends, uh, you'll be automatically redirected over there. And everyone is welcome. Um, yeah, did you find that yet, uh, Nadir, or do you? Yeah, so he quoted, he says, um, so they informed that he has a, um, he, then he quoted the verse in the Quran, the, the devils try to overhear it, so they are shot at, and they are casted down uh, to their friends. So he quoted a verse in the Quran, and the word, uh, what it refers to is something which is burning, and that's exactly, and I, I kind of, I, I lost my verse of the Quran on that one. I can't believe it. I thought I had it in this document, but I'll have to, if you email me, na1971-1990 at gmail.com, I'll get you the verse where it described it as something which is burning. So, well, uh, where, where that? that's very good of you. So, uh, all right, we got three more questions left. Let's uh, see what they've got. Um, bitter truth, again, $5. Um Apparently, I think they're challenging a previous question uh, that you answered. Um, they say the Quran never say looks like a clot, but says we formed human from a blood clot. Mm -hmm. uh, they say you're wrong again. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't get it. I found my verse, by the way, but okay. Okay. Um, can you, if you could share the desktop? Sure. Okay, so uh, if you look at the following verse, which I have over here, when when they asked him, then what was it? He quoted this verse over here. But if anyone, if anyone does succeed, it snatches a glimpse of it, and he is pursued by a piercing flame. The word is shehab right over there. He said this is a flame, and that's exactly right. 
that what you see in, and this is what verse is this? This is, man, okay, chapter 37, verse, he quoted chapter 30, verse 10 in that hadith, which accurately described it. And that's the scientific miracle, that word she had. He called it something burning. So there you go. So this attempt to try to show error with the Quran has actually backfired and has actually confirmed the scientific accuracy of Muhammad. All right. Uh, so Matters Now suggests for $5 that they would love. So um, so that you're clear and you understand, uh, Nadir, Matters Now, I also note that to be um, Ozian's channel, um, okay. which was the gentleman that would be happy to debate you on the topic sure. of but science. He, thing... he is suggesting, just let me read a super chat real quick. Um, he's suggesting he would love to debate you and uh, another modern day debater, Kyle Adams, um, on the scientific method. I don't okay, know if that but, kind of debate interests you. but Yeah, but see, the thing is what Ozian and people in the chat and everybody need to understand is that's not going to change the fact that here on Modern Day Debate, the Quran is emerging, the Quran in science is emerging as unchallengeable, unbeatable. That remains True, because there have been many challenges pointed out to you, all the names I've mentioned, as well as tons of people. They are all now reluctant to debate the topic of Quran and science. And we need to question that reluctance. Why? What's going on? You know, and in spite of repeated, and they're debating, they're still debating, but they're debating anonymous weirdos on the internet. To Wait a second, what's going on here? So I have posed, put out a challenge, and I've been working with James, and nobody wants to debate me on Quran and science. And so can I now make the claim that this book is becoming unchallengeable, unbeatable? I believe I can. And that's the evidence which I present to you. So you could, we could have a debate on the scientific method, I guess, but I would ask for you to try to challenge the Holy Quran, try to find some error with it. We couldn't find it tonight. And uh, uh, try to debunk the miracle, the miracle claims. That's really where I want you to focus on because nobody else can. Nobody's coming forward to do that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the last super chat from pseudonym for another $2. Um, how many mustard ants be memorized in Quran science? Mustard ants? I, I don't know what he means by that. It's clearly a typo, but what word could it be? Seed? But how many mustard seeds be memorized in the Quran science? Oh, so I they go no Quran, yeah. question mark, science, question mark. I apologize, pseudonym. Um, pseudonym, your questions were, uh, we, we did our best with them. If you're unsatisfied uh, with how your questions were read or the answers you got, uh, just email uh, Modern Day Debate and let them know. Uh, James is not a stickler for that kind of thing. He'd be happy to refund any question you weren't satisfied with. Um, Samir Farsan sends $2 here at the last second asking, Nadir, if you're having an after show, and you know what, since we're closing up the stream anyways, uh, whether you're having an after show or not, Nadir, why don't you tell everyone watching where they can find you on the internet any given day? I actually don't know where they can find me. Uh, I mean, how do I get to my YouTube page? Uh, so basically, I have a YouTube page. I think it's in the description. It is in the this, description. In I the description. So just go yeah. over there. 
And uh, unfortunately, I have to get going because it is late. I've got to wake yep. up for work in the morning. So, um, so it's, I'd, I'd like to attend the after show, but I, I don't think I'll be able to. Yeah, it's yeah. at Nadir Hamed four two two four. Yeah, we we present our our debates on other platforms as well, especially like just audio podcast form. So, um, just mm -hmm. because it's in the YouTube debate, you you want to reach that audience, right? Um, right. On that note, uh, Mike, do you have a presence on the internet or anywhere? Are you on Twitter or Instagram? Can people find you if they want uh, to? No, um, right now I'm currently uh, in between classes and school. So I'm trying to develop a YouTube channel. It's going to be called Journey of Faith. So, okay. I mean, that's something if people come across, it will be up and running probably about a month. All right, perfect. So Journey of Faith. You guys just hang on tight. You can find Mike. In the meantime... Um, you guys can join our Discord channel. Mike, Nadir, you can join our Discord channel and you guys can um, debate there or make friends or check out what's going on yeah. there. Also, we've got new pricing for our membership, guys. So if you uh, want a little bit more interactiveness, you can join our membership for as low as 99 cents now. So thank you so much for coming, uh, both to our debaters, Mike and Nadir, um, and to everyone watching uh, this has been another modern day debate. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Hey, I do want to. I do want to thank uh, him for his graciousness to me oh, and no the fruitful discussion. And I really did enjoy tonight's debate. Yeah, me too. And I, Mike. Thank, you, and I thank you for that. And I look forward to communicating with you more. Certainly, I'm. I'm always up for it. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Have a great night, everybody. I'll see you over hey, at Matters now. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.